Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 110, which we are recording on Tuesday, March 15th, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today, this beautiful sunny day? In it March? is a beautiful day, but, Cold, I, but it's, sunny. it's a little chilly out, so I've got my Hogwarts Express shawl wrapped around my neck. I'm wearing it more like a scarf because it actually... Is a tiny little shawl. Shawlette. So, shawlette, yes. yes. So it's kind of more of a scarf on me. Um, this is a pattern by Susan Ashcroft. I knit mine in Neighborhood Fiber Company fingering, rustic fingering, in the Charles Center colorway, which is a really pale gray. I love this yarn. I knit this two years ago, back in January of 2014. I think I wore, I, I knit it to wear at Stitches. That sounds right. Yeah, because I wanted to have something in the neighborhood fiber company because I think that was the year that we worked for a day in neighborhood fiber company booth. It was either that same year or the year after as a result of buying the yarn the day we worked <laughs> in the Neighborhood Fiber Company booth. Charlene and I both stocked up on a lot of Neighborhood Fiber Company yes. that day. Yes, we did. We did. So this is a lovely, lovely pattern. Very sweet with little owls along the edge. So you may have seen other patterns or perhaps this pattern with the little owls. I think on some patterns they have buttons sewn in for the eyes. On mine, I put little seed beads for the eyes because the owls are smaller. And then I had a bunch of buttons, or buttons, a bunch of seed beads left over. So I also put beads on the edging in my bind off. And in my, or on my pale gray shawl, I have some purple, of course, buttons. And some. Are they purple? Oh, I see you alternated beads. And then these are clear. So I've actually alternated with the purple and the clear for the owl's eyes. And then the edging was just random. I just picked whatever button came out of the little box I was using. But I think I had more of the clear ones at that point. Oh, I want to interject a really good tip. I was listening to Two Knitlet Chicks yesterday. And Barb, did you hear her tip for using beads so they don't spill everywhere? I haven't listened to their latest episode. So she heard it from someone else. An old CD case, you know, the old square cases, the plastic cases that we used to get our CDs in. Mm -hmm. She said she puts double-sided tape on one side, the inside, and puts her beads on there. The tape doesn't transfer sticky to the beads. And if she spills her beads, knocks the CD case over, the beads don't go spilling everywhere. And it's enough room that she can close the case and her beads are pretty much contained and they don't spill everywhere. Oh, but that was a genius tip. Oh, so interesting. Had to add that yeah. in. Thanks, <laughs> So just to repeat that this is Hogwarts Express by Susan Ashcroft. And Gail, what are you wearing? I am wearing my Razzle shawl, which is a design by Allie Coffey. And it's a really pretty triangular shawl that's somewhat asymmetric and it has a contrasting border so it's super interesting construction and I used Dana of Unwind's slightly variegated very muted color sparkle sock yarn in just beautiful muted tones which is what I need today and hopefully I don't say anything ridiculous on the podcast today. I woke up with a really bad headache and I have two super migraine drugs in my system right Aww. now. So I hope I don't say anything that sounds ridiculous. As and if well I as do, caffeine. As well as caffeine, yes. <laughs> so if I say something that doesn't make sense, please understand that that's what it came from. <laughs> so that's what I'm wearing. My Razzle Shawl by Alley Coffee. And it's just a very nice, light, fingering weight, comforting shawl comforting just in the colors the yarn and the layer so I like it a lot I will probably knit another one of these in different colors too those two colors are really nice yeah I used Madeline Tosh Venetian which is a deep burgundy I used that for the contrast edging and I threw in two stripes of dark gray into that edging and all this works really well together so that is what I'm wearing What are we stocking? I'm so excited (laughs) about this. So we are stocking, we are both stocking a new collection 
from Hohi Locatelli and Vera Valimaki called Interpretations 3. You may have seen it on Ravelry or heard other podcasters talking about it because it seems to be very popular right very now. Very popular. With good yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. So Gail and I were just going to chat a little bit about that today since we were both both stocking that rather heavily ever since Stitches. Yeah, it came out the day Stitches began. So it was one of those weird phenomenon where everybody was looking at their electronic device, <laughs> looking at the new patterns and trying to plot out the yarn they wanted to buy. A lot right. of people bought yarn at Stitches for some of these designs. Yes. yes. So interpretations, the the interpretations collections Concept. have been a collaboration between the designers Hohi Locatelli and Vera Valamaki. And what they do is they take words and then based upon the words, they each have a design to go along with that word. So the six words that they chose for this collection are kind, curious, free, aged or aged. Aged, yeah significant and whole and then free i have in my notes that it's libre not gratis meaning it's freedom not as in no cost no cost yeah (laughs) so i just wanted to make it that that clear it was that kind of free and so they each have a pattern for each word and let's see i didn't make a list of what patterns there were, like oh, how I many of either. each, but there are pullovers, I think there's a cardigan, there's a hat, cowls, shawls. Yeah, there's one shawl, I'm sorry, two shawls, one cowl, one hat, and all the rest are sweaters, either cardigans or pullovers. Yeah. yeah. So And this, I also wanted to add that this one, so they, the way that Vera and Hohi have done this each year that they've been collaborating, so this is the third year, they meet up together in a location to do their photo shoot. So, and in some of the cases, they've been able to be together when they pick the six words and kind of come up with their rough design work. So when they were in America, February of 2015, for the Madeline Tosh and Happy Knits tour that they did, they came up with the concept and then they shot the pictures in Germany several months later. So. I actually had the amazing honor of being with Hohi while she was knitting one of these designs. Oh, so, super one? cool. It was the peeping cowl, which I will talk about when it's my turn. So, okay. very cool though. Well, did you want to talk about your favorite designs or did you want to talk about the words? Well, why don't you, if you want, we can take turns going through them. Okay. Well, I, I don't want to mention all of them. I think between the two of us we'll probably, we probably end up mentioning yes. all of them knowing but how we work. a couple of my favorites were the Breathing Space sweater by Vera Valamaki, which this one has been mentioned a lot on other podcasts and I believe looking at the Ravelry page, it seems to have the most likes in this particular collection. As of right now, it has 3,700 likes. And the Breathing Space sweater is a pullover. I have in my notes, it says it's gorgeous, a real showstopper. It's a very loose-fitting pullover, though. Casual, top-down raglan made out of fingering weight. Sound like me? Yes. (laughs) It's on my list of favorites, too, by the way. And what's really lovely about this sweater is the way she has played with the colors and the yarns that she uses. She uses two yarns, well, it's designed for two yarns, the center of the sweater alternating very thin stripes, and they go from going straight across to being diagonal on the body, which is really nice, <laughs> really nice. Very and flattering. Very flattering, and it's got a asymmetrical hem as well, which goes along with the diagonal the way that the stripes go diagonally one of the yarns that she uses is speckled yarn i think it's an excellent use of speckled yarn i agree and the 
it's it's just lovely the way it drapes the way it hangs it's casual it's it's right up my alley so that's one of my favorites and that one is designed under the word free I don't know if I mentioned that the second one that I really like is another oh, I mean another Vera design the heartfelt cardigan and that one is <laughs> we have matching oh really this time i thought that like the last collection you and i liked different ones but we now we like you know the oh. same ones <laughs> this one is another fingering weight cardigan also loose fitting open fronts did i say aged it's designed with the word aged and let's see she uses a dark brown suggested yarn it's just a fingering weight yarn but very very nice I like the way the fronts hang open I like the little lace pattern that's around down the back it just looks like something that I could knit right now and wear yeah it almost <laughs> has time. a shawl <laughs> collar that's all lace it's really really pretty I really like that one yeah. too it's very yeah. delicate why don't feminine you, why don't you tell us about a couple that you like okay I really like also in the so the keyword aged so the heartfelt cardigan was Vera's interpretation of that keyword and Hokies was the timeless Henley which is a pullover and it is mostly lace so the body front and back is a lace pattern the yoke kind of from the top of the shoulders to the high bust is stockinette and the sleeves are stockinette and as a Henley would be it has buttons up to it looks kind of like the low bust and there are also beautiful buttons on the bottom cuffs of the sleeve and it's just very lovely it doesn't look like a super simple knit she said that the lace pattern is easy to memorize but it is a lace pattern so you would have to be paying attention and I take it back the top of the sweater is ribbed the sleeves are stocking it now that I'm looking more carefully and it's just beautiful she used a very neutral brown variegated like a tonally variegated yarn that looks beautiful with the lace and I just happened to have ripped my Arabella sweater so I'll talk more <laughs> about that in what am I knitting and I think my Molly Ringwald will look beautiful as this sweater so that's high up on my to knit list that was the timeless Henley and the keyword for that one was aged and let's see, I liked the heartfelt cardigan a lot. And another one of the Vera sweaters I really liked, and this was from the keyword significant, is the tidal ground jacket. And it looks somewhat like a pea coat. And it has, I think it's mm -hmm. considered to be double-breasted at the yeah, top because it definitely. has two rows of buttons. And it has, let's see, it's A-line with set-in sleeves and pockets. It's knit in Madeline Tosh DK Twist, which is a worsted weight. It's one of my favorite bases for sweaters. And she knit it in a beautiful blue, and it just looks gorgeous on her. And it just looks like one of those timeless classic pieces that you could wear. For us, it would be a coat. Mm -hmm. And I can just see getting a lot of use out of this. I can too. I think it's, it's really beautiful. pretty. I, I it's think so it's, simple. The, and the shape is so flattering. It's that A-line shape. Mm -hmm. Gail and I were talking about A-line shaping before we started podcasting because I just recently finished a sweater that has A-line shaping. And we both really love how that looks on women's bodies. Flattering. It's just flattering. Yeah. It doesn't... There's no... If, if it's fitted properly, there's no portion of the garment that looks too tight. It just fits well. It gives women a nice shape. I think it's very flattering. But the one thing that I put in my notes that I really liked about this was how you could really show off some special buttons. Oh, you're right. You really yeah. could. So there are two, you... four, six, eight, twelve buttons that are right on the front. And it looks like she used a very simple wooden, maybe like a maple button but it's very beautiful. contrasty very the buttons are very light yes. and the sweater is very dark blue so you can really show off 
some nice buttons. I think that's, that's very a, true. a lovely opportunity to get showpiece buttons and really make the garment. That's really a good point. Elevate the garment with some nice buttons. And of most of the sweaters in the collection, I think that is the simplest in term. Maybe not in construction. I didn't do, it does have set in sleeves, but I didn't do a lot of reading through how the pattern is constructed. Mm -hmm. But most of the other sweaters in the collection do have either stripes or lace or cables or some other design feature. And this one looks like it's mostly stockinette. So that would imply to me that it doesn't require as much thought mm -hmm. while knitting, although I hesitate to say that because <laughs> <laughs> that's come back to bite me before, but it is very lovely. Well, the sweater that I really liked was a hohi sweater called My Everything. Mm. It's under the word whole, and this sweater has cables on the edges. So on the edges of the front and the back, and then all along the bottom of the sweater, there's this big, twisting, scrumptious, lovely cable <laughs> that just makes you want to go up to the sweater and squish it because it just looks squishy. And I think you have to use a nice round yarn that's got some puff to it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, something that will just really be squishable. It's, it's knit in a worsted weight yarn, so it's a bigger yarn. Oh, wow, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, so, and I do have... Oh, you have some sweater quantities. I that have some well sweater quantities, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm probably going to be making this one at some point. Now, I don't know what it is about me recently and these big hoey sweaters, Yeah. but if I make this one, it will be my third because I've recently finished Big Old Coat and True, both larger hohi sweaters and I would definitely consider this one a larger hohi sweater even though perhaps it isn't as large in size as big old coat it's certainly because of the cabling and the way it's constructed it's certainly going to have that much yardage to it yeah it's one of the circle type sweaters right that's that's worth mentioning yeah so similar to the construction of Ecuador it looks not mm -hmm. the same but somewhat similar and also similar to opposite pole which I knit I ended up ripping that out because I knit far too large of a size for myself, but they're interesting construction. You'll enjoy knitting it. It is interesting construction. Hohe talks about how she's always been fascinated by the circular shape and how it's applied to sweaters. And she says the sweater coat design comes from a very special place in my heart, from a desire to explore this shape in combination with one of my favorite elements, cables, reversible, wonderful, luscious cables. Oh, it would have to be reversible the way that collar... The way the collar wraps yeah. around, yeah. And she says, the way this sweater develops is like magic, with, with each little piece connecting like the elements in a puzzle to create a beautiful, stunning surprise. So I cannot tell you how much that appeals to yeah, me. Yeah, your, construct, your <laughs> love of love interesting construction. I love that interesting construction. So this is all the things I like. So even though... I don't think I'll be making it, oh, in the next few months, just because I won't be able to wear it. That's very high on my list of want to make. It is extremely lovely. Yeah. It's very pretty. And then I actually had one more that I noted that I'm stocking rather heavily at the moment. It is one of the shawls, the expressive shawl. And that one is significant same as the title ground cardi that you mentioned and it's a really simple shawl from that just looking at the picture but it's knit in twisted rib which i love i love <laughs> twisted rib the shawl itself has just this wonderful shape it's not quite a crescent and it's not a triangular it's got i don't know how one, almost like the five two, section three four points. five six yeah it's got like little dips i think i count seven little points so there's the center point and then three little points on each side i actually can't see the whole photo there might be four but it's big it's a big shawl and it's got a lovely edging with little picos mm -hmm. on the edging and the edging you can knit in a contrast color, so I can use two colors. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing a happy dance. So I really want to make that one too. I don't know what yarn I have or if I have yarn, but I would like to make that one as well. 
There we go. Just clicked add to queue. <laughs> and I have two of the accessories that I'd like to know. I know that Charlene will be talking about the Looking Ahead Beanie by Vera, which is from the kind keyword. And I really, really love it. I almost cast it on yesterday, but I decided to cast on a sweater instead. <laughs> and the other one, like I mentioned, is the Peep Cowl, which is from the Peeping Cowl, sorry, from the keyword Curious. If you have knit Hohe's three color cashmere cowl, this is very similar, but this one is four colors and it has stripes and cables. And I think there's a lace section in there. I'm sure there is I'm a little bit of sure. everything thrown yeah. in. It's absolutely beautiful. And this is what I had the honor of watching her knit while we oh, were in Portland okay. in February of 2015. and. I just have to read. So this is like a total fangirl moment. So she said in her description, I started this as my traveling project during a very special trip, and each band reminds me of a special time and place. Mm. And that just made me so happy because I know that I'm part of that because I watched her knitting this, and I remember the colors vividly, thinking, wow, I never would have thought to pair those colors. And she spoke to us a little bit about how she and Vera were picking colors so that the whole collection had a kind of flavor to it mm -hmm. in color. So you'll see that they aren't all matching colors by any stretch, but they are all kind of of the same color families. So seeing that little glimpse into their design process, I just felt kind of special to mm -hmm. know that. So very, very pretty cowl. I wear my three color cashmere cowl quite often and I can see myself knitting this as well. It has a beautiful deep teal, kind of a naturally light gray, a very dark gray, and then almost a golden rod based on the pictures. And I'm probably misrepresenting those. They're Madeline Tosh colors, Baltic, Gossamer, Bark, and Depth. So if you can picture those in your mind, it's very, very pretty. That's the Peeping Cowl by Hohi Locatelli. And all the other designs are beautiful as well, but those are the ones that I can see myself knitting, some of them in the very near future. Yeah, me too. So that was Interpretations 3. That is what we are stocking. Yes. And I just want to mention that if you have not heard our episode from actually two years ago now, it was back in episode 65, we had a little chat with Hohi Hokatelli. If you haven't listened to that or would like to listen to it again, it's in our archives, episode 65. She was lovely to chat with. And, and she's lovely in person. She really is. She And I met Vera very briefly at the airport as she was getting ready to go to her gate so I got a hug from her and I got to exchange a few hellos and that was it but she was very lovely that brief few moments that I got to see her <laughs> total fangirl moment yes so what have you been knitting okay I have been knitting well, quite a few things I've actually finished some that you'll hear about in a little bit but the things that I'm actually working on right now the first thing is what Gail just mentioned a few minutes ago. It is the Looking Ahead Beanie by Vera Valamaki, which is out of the Interpretations 3 collection. I just felt the need to cast on a hat. It, it was kismet, I guess, because I was looking through my yarn, realized that I had enough left over from my true sweater coat to make a hat had the yarn, brought it over, sat down, and was looking through hat patterns, realized, oh yeah, this new hat I kind of wanted to make. So I just cast on without thinking or planning too much. It just happened. It's just one of those things. I just cast it on. Hats, I find, are often spur of the moment cast ons mm -hmm. for me. I don't cue a lot of hats. Oh, I, I like do. to make hats. <laughs> and the reason I'm making this hat is because I was looking for a hat a little while ago, found, well, realized that I could only find one hat. <laughs> yeah, I got a text on Saturday. <laughs> I think I purged all my hats. I don't have any hats. Yeah, I think I purged all my hats at the end of maybe last season, maybe two seasons ago, because two seasons ago, we didn't really have much of a need for hats. And... Last year, 
Well, we didn't have much of a need for hats last year, so maybe it was last. Well, you just don't walk your cat. Ago. I walk my dog, right. so I have more of a reason for right. hats. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not out walking at odd times as much as you are. So yeah, that's very true. But the point is, I needed a hat, so I cast one on. I I I may need a hat for my upcoming trip to Denver, and I figured if I didn't make a hat. I would be doomed to a very cold weekend of rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you wash your car, it will rain. Yes. Yeah. If I so don't knit a hat, if, it will be if cold. If I spend time and knit a hat, You're number one, to be warm. I probably won't need it. But yes, maybe it will be warm. You never know. I could be totally wrong. So this one is cast on and you knit three inches of twisted ribbing and I had just recently said how I love twisted ribbing. I love the way it looks. I'm not entirely sure I, I think I cast on the medium size. It and does look rather small. It looks small. So I, after I, I may take it off the needles and try it on and see. I only have about an inch knit. So it would not be a loss if I needed to start over with a larger one. But that's the first thing I'm knitting. Second thing is I am just swatching some dragonfly fibers yarn that I've got recently at Stitches. I believe it's called the Morning Glories colorway. It's a blue and yellow, which I have renamed Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it based on the fact that it is the Golden State Warriors colors. And I only have one skein and I want a stitch pattern that shows off the colors. So I haven't decided if I'm going to do chevrons or possibly another meditate cowl meditate is a cowl i knit a few months ago by elizabeth doherty and it that particular cowl is garter stitch with some slip stitch and it because of the areas of garter it comes out really squishy and nice which i have found that i really like for a cowl so We'll see. I'm, I'm swatching different stitch patterns to see what I like. And that by the time I finish, that's going to be halfway to a scarf because I keep trying new <laughs> stitch patterns and new stitch patterns and my swatch is getting longer and longer and longer. Maybe that can be your end product is some no, kind of no, motley. No, I wouldn't be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> and the yarn's too special. So, <laughs> And then the third thing that I'm working on, although I haven't touched it in the last two weeks, I still need to block and put buttons on my Riley cardigan, maybe by next episode. So, oh, but I did, I did move forward a little bit. I had talked about how I didn't have enough of the buttons that I wanted to use mm -hmm. because I had, they were stash buttons and I had used three of the buttons on another sweater previously. I found the sweater, oh, good. replaced those three buttons so now I have matching buttons for Riley. So Excellent. I'm happy. And it's all stash well buttons. So that's lovely. <laughs> Good job. So how about you? What are you knitting? Well, I did want to say the looking ahead beanie. I bought at least two, maybe three different single skeins of DK at Stitches, simply four hats. Mm -hmm. So I was actually thinking about casting that on just yesterday with one of those oh, skeins. Really? Oh, how fun. I know. So it would have been another <laughs> one of those weird, oh my gosh, we did the same we, things again. Yes. But instead, what I cast on was a completely random sweater that I stocked a long time ago, and I actually even swatched for it, which meant I could cast it on immediately. It is the Hoodie Shawl Cardigan by Suzanne Summer. And Stephanie of Stephanie Sews, she cast this on shortly after we stocked it, and I think she stalled out. So Stephanie, I'm hoping you'll pick yours back up and kind of knit along <laughs> with me. It's a really, really interesting sweater that is knit. You start it as if you were knitting a triangular striped garter stitch shawl. Sorry, that was my pen hitting the ground. And after that, you start some raglan shaping for raglan sleeves. Then you separate for the sleeves and the sleeves are knit down from there in a solid color. And you pick up stitches from the collar and knit up for a hood that's also striped garter stitch. The body after the triangular shawl looking portion is solid in speckled yarn down to a point where you begin a reverse stockinette border in one of the two colors from the stripes. And then at the end, you knit an all around 
border, so around the entire circumference of the sweater, you knit a garter stitch border with an I-cord bind off. So it's really, really pretty. And I picked out three skeins, all from some of my favorite indie dyers. For the striped section, I have a beautiful turquoise merino cashmere nylon fingering blend from Invictus Yarns. It's a large 600 yard skein, so it will be a perfect amount for what I'm doing. The contrast stripe is a very light gray Dragonfly Fibers Genie Sock in the Silver Fox colorway, so it's a very light gray. And then for the sparkly, sparkly, sorry, speckled body, I have Western Sky Knits Merino Cashmere Nylon Sock Blend in the Frozen colorway, which has some natural different degrees and shades of teal, different shades of pink to a very dark, beautiful pink, and some speckles of purple. So really it is pretty. going to be so pretty and so me. It's just gonna be kind of loud and in your face and just super, super pretty. And it is an open front cardigan, I didn't mention that, that is slightly A-line in shape, and we were just talking about liking our A-line shapes. So I think it's gonna be a flattering sweater. And what else did I wanna say? It's just been a super fun knit so far. So you do a garter, ca garter tab cast on, just like you would for a triangular shawl. And I'm still doing the shawl portion, but I have also started the raglan sleeve shaping. So, just cast it on last night. I have a long way to go, but I'm feeling so good about having a sweater back on the needles. It was such, <laughs> I was almost yearning for it. You know that feeling yes, where I you do. don't have a garment on the needles? Mm -hmm. And this is really weird. I did not have anything on the needles, nothing. My needles were completely empty <laughs> and cleared off. So casting this on yesterday was just pure joy to pull out all these beautiful colors and get the fingering weight back in my fingers and it just feels so good. So super, super happy with this cast on and I cannot wait for the FO. It's gonna be super interesting. Different construction than yeah. I'm used to. Yeah, nice I'm garter really stitch around the top. To and it turns out. Me too. It's very unique construction. So. Yeah, so I will keep you all posted. And Stephanie, PM me. Let's do this together. We can do it, we can do it. <laughs> So again, that's the Hoodie Shawl Cardigan by Suzanne Summer. And what have you finished? You mentioned you've finished some things since I've the last episode. I've finished a few things. The little hat that I started last episode just to have something to knit while we were recording, I finished. It's just a little, I, I call it the four corner hat because the way I finish the top, I do four little points. Oh, I, I, like a gesture hat almost? kind of but not really it's not it's a little hat that I've made pretty much ever since I started knitting but it's no particular pattern I just kind of made it up because I didn't want to decrease one time and I bound off in a certain way and it looked nice so I've been making them occasionally but that hat really ended up hurting my fingers. Oh, no. I don't know if it was because of the yarn and the needle combination. I knitted on a size 10 and a half, but it was on plastic needles. So I don't know if maybe the yarn and the needles just didn't play nicely, or maybe I'm just not used to knitting something so bulky. <clears throat> but I was very happy to get that one off the needles. <laughs> I have one of those to talk about too. And then the other thing that I finished that I'm just absolutely loving, I'm reaching over and getting it, is Squee! my, oh my, my gosh, fancy cardigan so by oh Hoagie Locatelli. I started this sweater the week of Stitches West. It's an A-line, open front cardigan, long sleeves with a lace collar, lace fronts, and it is knit in merino silk sock from Western Sky Knits. That is a 50-50 blend. So it is very, very drapey because of the silk, which plays very well with this design. It's a very drapey, long, flowy, fancy, it's supposed to be fancy cardigan, just like the name suggests. And mine is in a speckly colorway that is fun and happy called Cake. 
You can have your cake and eat it. You can. <laughs> and when I finally sewed in the ends on this and tried it on and I steamed it last night, I just love it. The, the drape, I know I mentioned it already, but it's just lovely. It's reminiscent for me of the true sweater that I just finished because the collar kind of drapes in the same way and that you can wear it a little bunched around your neck like a little, a little warm mini cowl or you could pin it closed with a shawl pin or you, you could even put snaps, I suppose. Um, it is so, so pretty. I tried it on and I must knit one of these now. And I think I must, <laughs> Charlene texted me last night and asked if I had any of this base from Western Sky Knits. And I said, no. And then I think I shrieked and said, I'm weeping piteously <laughs> because I don't have any in my stash. So I think the next occasion for which I get to purchase yarn, it may have to be that base because it is really stunning. It's really nice. It's so soft. It's too. got oh just my goodness. a little bit of sheen a little bit of softness but you know with the silk in there it's going to be really strong it will it will probably stretch a little bit but as i mentioned this design is very drapey so as long as you pick a design that number one is drapey not don't expect a yarn that's 50 50 merino silk to remain in a close fitting sweater because it will stretch so as long as you pick the right design I think that you can use yarns with silk for sweaters so wonderfully. <laughs> you know what I think I actually might use for that instead as a base is a merino cashmere silk blend. Yeah. Because then you have the shine too. from the silk, but you have yeah. more memory from the wool. Yeah. yeah it is so pretty. But I'm very, very happy with this. I had one skein, which is slightly different, and so you can kind of see a little bit of change in the color between the sleeves and the body but I don't mind yeah. <laughs> I can tell I can see it but it doesn't bother me it's no, just hand-dyed beautifulness because it's so speckly and lovely and is this, beautifulness a word? <laughs> yeah I know I was I said something a couple minutes ago that I'm thinking hmm questionable say I can blame it on my headache word. <laughs> but I think this was a really nice use of speckled yarn. We've had some discussion in our group lately, in our, in our group chat on Ravelry about where and when you can use speckled yarn. And there are some folks that are saying, I just don't know if I can use speckled yarn anymore. And this pattern, because it's got the, not all over, but it has the lace fronts. fronts. Yeah. The fronts are lace. I think it works fine. Well, and I had my doubts when you said you were going to use that for a lace pattern. I thought, hmm, you're not really going to get to see the lace so much, but I think it's beautiful. You you see the, the pattern, and I think the key is that it's a really simple vertical lines type pattern. I think if it were any more complex lace where you wanted to see it. Where you really yeah. wanted to see high definition what what the pattern was in the lace, then you may not want to use speckled yarn. But in in this design, it's basically just vertical. You when you look at it, you see these vertical lines, and I think it looks fine. To me, it looks like a watercolor. It does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Especially the back. So the back and the sleeves are stockinette and they're just stunning. Yeah. So I'm really happy with this. I haven't taken photos yet. I hope to get some photos up really soon because I'm really <laughs> proud of this. My mom I told like me, it. I listened to your last two podcasts and you need to tell Charlene she needs to update her pictures. Oh, really? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of speckled yarns and moms actually too. Oh, yes. My Nakahi shawl that I had knit also in a Western Sky speckled yarn. I loved that one too. I wore that to my mom's house last week and my mom ended up loving it. That's so now so it's funny. living with my mom. I would have never picked speckled yarn for my mom. I would never have pegged your mom for that either, especially not that bright of colors as yeah. the Nakahi shawl. Yeah. Maybe a more muted speckle, yeah. but never but that she loved super bright. It. I mean, when I walked in there, she's immediately, oh, what is that? And what's the yarn? And so 
Speckled shawl, living with mom now. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? What have you finished? Okay, so I mentioned that I ripped my Arabella sweater. So I had looked forward to knitting that for so long, and I had finished the sleeves, which took me a long time, and I was about a third through the back and really started thinking about how it was going to fit into my wardrobe and how it was going to look on my body. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, this is not a good match. So I asked Charlene, and Charlene was like, no, you could do it. I asked Melissa, my mom, and my other friend, Christina. And my mom was like, not so much. You could do it, but yeah, it's really not going to be great. Melissa was more favorable, but still kind of on the fence. And I thought, you know, I still have a lot of knitting to go, and I just don't think this is the right sweater Mm. for me. So... I ripped it. And you know how much faster it is to rip a sweater than it is to knit a sweater? It is alarming how fast. Crushingly fast. Yes, it's (laughs) alarming how quickly you can rip hours and hours and hours of knitting. So Arabella is no more. I also ripped my Nature's Magic hat that I mentioned last episode that I had cast on with my Stone Soup Fibers Beautiful Elements base. And I'm said on the podcast that was super wash which is incorrect it is not and i think that's why it has that glorious texture that i was mentioning and the texture did not play well with the pattern because the pattern has a beautiful textured leaf Mm -hmm. motif in the band and because the yarn was so textured it wasn't highlighting that leaf look so I ended up ripping that out too. I will try it again with a smoother yarn, probably something like a single ply fingering, which is what I used for the cowl, the Nature's Magic cowl. So that just wasn't, those two weren't meant to be together. They're both lovely, just not together. Mm -hmm. So ripped two things, but I finished three. So I did manage to finish Mike's socks in time for his birthday. (laughs) And you mentioned that that hat hurt your hands. Oh my goodness. Do not try to knit a pair of socks in four days. It's not very smart. (laughs) I knit them on double point needles and I was using Knit Picks Felici's sport weight. So it was 320 something yards instead of fingering weight, which would have been even harder. Mm -hmm. But I knit so much in, I think I finished them in three, three and a half days. And my hands were really not happy and my wrists were not happy. So I won't be doing that again. The moral to the story for me is that I need to start that sooner if I'm going to knit socks. Charlene is trying on her hat. (laughs) It's going to fit. Yeah, it will. (laughs) So her her inch of ribbing for her brim does fit. She lost her stitch marker. That was a little tinkle you heard. So finished his socks. He loves them. It is super cute. He actually posed for me. It was very funny. I said, okay, I need to take a picture for Ravelry. So he stood there with one, like up on one toe. <laughs> he said, I'll pose on for you. T- oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, lifting one heel yeah. up off the ground. Yeah. It was very funny. And he has been wearing them as house socks in his slippers. And it's super cute. If we're sitting down for TV and he takes off his slippers and his socks aren't on, he says, oh no, my socks, I forgot my socks. So I go and get his socks for him and he wears his socks. It's very sweet. So that was a big hit. Those were a success. And Max is even more interested in having his own pair now. I also finished, this was a spur of the moment cast on. So I finished Mike's socks like on a Wednesday, I think, and started ripping other projects out and decided I wanted to just cast on something that was in my stack of cast on ready things. So I cast on the Behind the Sun kit, which is a shawl pattern by Kate Carter Evans, who is the mastermind behind Infinite Twist. Infinite Twist is a yarn company based in China, and they do a fair trade hand-spinning, hand-dyeing yarn company where they use local, I think it's mostly women, as employees. And this shawl is lovely. The base is a Aaron weight, heavy worsted to Aaron weight. Yeah, and it looks pretty chunky. It's to me. thick and delicious. And it is a gradient mm-hmm. with gray in between each stripes. There are five different shades of yellow, and each of them was a five, 
I'm sorry, a 50 yard skein. And then I think I had 150 yards of the gray contrast. So basically you're doing stockinette with some garter ridges or pearl ridges for each of the yellow stripes. And the first stripe is a really, really light sunshiny yellow that is plied with an even lighter strand of something. I'm not sure what it is. It's it's shiny, so it looks like it could be a rayon or a... Yeah. It's probably not silk. It's not the softest thing. It gives it a texture that doesn't make it super soft, but I haven't blocked it yet. And then all of the other yarns are very soft, and the fifth one is almost an orangey gold, and it has some sparkle in it. So beautiful, beautiful colors. The yarn is just such a joy to work with. I do not think it's superwash. Let me look, but I'm 99% sure it is not superwash. And I don't know how much the kit is, but if you go on to infinitetwist.com, she has a lot of kits. And after knitting with this one, I will use more of her kits because I really, really enjoyed the yarn. So let me see, I'm going to the Ravelry page where it says, oh, it's gonna load slowly. Erin <laughs> Waite, oh, suggested yarn, hand-spun sampler. Erin or heavy worsted weight in a gradient or mix of coordinating colors. And she doesn't give much information about the yarn base. I'm pretty sure it's, it's wool, but it's really, really pretty. I really enjoyed knitting it. I knit it in about two days, so it was a very quick knit and I can't wait to wear it. The wingspan is enormous. It is 70 inches across oh by 11 and a half inches deep. It's a crescent. So I failed to mention it was wrap. a crescent. Yes, it's a double wrap. And like I said, it's not blocked yet. So I expect that it will grow at least a little bit, but I highly recommend, especially this base of her yarn. And I look forward to trying more of the kit. So thank you very much, Kate. This was just a joy to knit. And I was saying to people, it was like knitting sunshine. Some of these yellows Definitely. were just like knitting sunshine. Mm -hmm. They are so pretty. So those of you who are, who like Gorello, gray and yellow, <laughs> yes. this is a really pretty yeah. combination. Yeah. And then I had just enough of the yarn left that I knit up a scrappy hat in matching stripes that same night. So I think I finished the hat in just a couple hours. There wasn't mm -hmm. enough yarn left. It's, you know, a small child's hat. So that's what I finished, the Behind the Sun shawl kit and a matching scrappy hat. That oh, matching, it matches the shawl, but it won't be on my head, it's far too small, but very fun. And I used almost every last yard of the yarn well, that's in knitting nice. those two. So yeah, that was a super good feeling to know that right on, I used mm -hmm. it all and there wasn't any left and it all looked good. So okay. there you go. And let's see, knit I wanted to do update. a knit along update. Oh my gosh, you guys. So as of today, there are only five days left, but when this goes live, there will be two days left. So <laughs> the knit along is almost finished. And let me see the actual end date. Oops, I scrolled the wrong direction. Sunday, March 20th by midnight, and that's the spring equinox. And as of this minute, there are 223 projects. You guys are just... Wow blowing me away. And I did want to read through the amazing oh, list good. of prizes to thank all of these wonderful donors. And like I've mentioned before, these were all people who contacted us. They were just fabulous, generous donations from listeners, and we appreciate it so much. First, we have two project bags from one of our listeners, Zoe, who is Espresso Bean on Ravelry and Instagram. We have a skein of yarn from Straight Fork Farms Alpacas, who is dyed. The alpacas are raised. The yarn is dyed and spun by Kathy, who is Straight Fork on Ravelry. And I have a skein of her yarn that I'm, it's all wound up and ready to go. We have a skein of yarn from Spencer Hill Yarn, and that's dyed by Barb, who is Blue Canary on Ravelry. Three patterns donated from the designer Brenda Castile. The Sock Architecture Book, donated by Robbie, our moderator, who is Photo Knit Gal on Ravelry. We have an Erin Lane's Bag DPN holder in a super cute sheep print, not <laughs> shrimp print, that was donated <laughs> by my mom. We have two patterns, sock patterns, by Becky, who is Green Thumb on Ravelry, and that's G-R-E-E-N-E -E -E Thumb. We have a zippered project bag from Wendy of Nitty Kitty Bags on Etsy. We have the beautiful fluorescent pattern collection from Katie, who is Katinka on Ravelry. 
three patterns by Paige of Decapo Knits, who is Faya PL on Ravelry, and I love her gorgeous designs. Alpaca Anna, who is Anna, donated two different sock patterns, Astrid socks and Aisley socks, and they're both really pretty, just simple color work socks that are really lovely. And Estella Haynes, the designer, has donated two patterns from her Ravelry store as well. So thank you so very much to everybody who has donated. And on the next podcast, we will have the winners. Yay. And I'm super excited. We're thinking, or I'm thinking, this is a spur of the moment announcement to Charlene. You know how one year we did the most favorited object mm-hmm. had a prize? So that might be fun to do also. Oh, okay. So definitely go check out the projects and give people some love with the favorites button. It's just super fun to look at them all. Okay. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode. It is Jewel Designs. Jewel Designs creates unique and artisan-made shawl pins and leather closures to complete your knitted and crocheted garments and accessories. Add style and versatility to shawls and garments with one of our handcrafted designs. We offer a gorgeous range of styles at different price points. Take a look at our two newest and most delicate lace pins, the Alhambra and the Gesture, and see the full range of products, including our stunning series of -of one-of-a-kind handmade leather bags at www.jeweldesigns.com. And that there will be a link on our blog to take you right to Jewel Designs. It's super cool how our sponsors have all been people who we actually purchased their items. And for Christmas (laughs) this year, Max got me two Jewel closures. And one of them is called the Leather Latch, sorry, the Latch Leather Closure. And the other one is called the Pedestal Button. And these are really, really cool closures. They have screws. That sounds like it's bad for your knitting, but it's not. <laughs> they actually have screws in the back that you can unscrew, put them into your knitting wherever you want the closure to be, and then screw it back on again. So you can use them as closures for open front sweaters. You can use them for shawls. You can use them for big bulky cowls that you want to kind of fold and you know latch down. They're really pretty. Most of them are in leather, and she did send us her Matisse closures, which are clovers, and those are, they might still be in leather, but they're super lightweight, and yeah, they have Yeah, she a, does say that it says leather screw-in closure, but it, it is, it's a really lightweight Yeah, rubber, I thought it was which rubber, but it's not. Yeah, it's super light, so it's not going to pull your knitting doesn't look out of shape. He- or it is not as heavy as it looks, because the Matisse screw-in snap closure is heavier and it they also have is is larger that's what i'm trying to say it looks heavy but it's not quite as heavy as it looks correct that's a good way to describe it (laughs) i didn't say that very well and they have really pretty silver findings on them they almost look like grommets and sorry for the crinkling i'm pulling mine out so my latch leather closures are a chocolate leather with silver And my pedestal button is, I think she called it pumpkin with silver. And they're really, really pretty. And I like the fact that they can be taken off and put into other things. So instead of having to sew a button onto something or sew a closure onto something, these are removable. You can remove them around. So instead of like a button that you've sewn on and you don't really like the placement very much, well, these you can move around whenever you want. It's really interesting. It's a good idea. I have... I've never seen anything quite like this before. It's it's fairly unique. It sounds odd, the screw-in closure, but if you look on the website, look under Matisse Hinge Leather Screw-In Snap Closure, that's the one that they sent to us and we will be having a giveaway for a lucky listener on our Ravelry board. So but look for each, a thread yes, in the Ravelry so group for that. There's a snap closure and there's a right piece and a left piece. Each right piece and left piece, so there's two pieces. Each one has three little screw-in points where you can put the post through your sweater 
or shawl, whatever you're trying to keep in place, then you take, would you call it a nut? You take the other screw. end of the screw and you screw that into the post behind your fabric. So you don't, you can, you can kind of, you put the posts in between the yarns. So yeah, so you're not splitting your yarn. Yeah, you don't um, actually puncture the yarn. You can just kind of move the strands aside and you put the posts between the yarns and then you put the screw enclosure on the other side. So it's fairly unique. They are unique. And you know, they kind of remind me of Highlander. If anyone has seen mm -hmm. the TV show Highlander, or kind of like a Renaissance looking yeah. design, just in terms of the leather and the silver. And they're not bulky. I don't want to say they're bulky. That's the wrong description. Well, there are different one there are different styles. This one, the the Matisse one is one of the larger ones. Gail has what she calls a little pedestal and it's just a circle yeah it's just a one pin or one post, post. closure so go check out the website goes, it's hard to describe it goes all sizes and then they have other things too like the shawl bag are parts so pretty handles yeah they have bag findings so they have kits they have handles they have hardware yeah for making bags pins. and the shawl pins are really pretty most of them i think are silver and they're lovely and they make bags. So I'm on their mailing list and they sent an email yesterday. They have this beautiful hobo style bag that's called the Flirt. And it's lovely. It's really pretty, just a leather, simple, straightforward bag. So check them out, some pretty cool stuff. I know that if I ever get to the point where I think my knitting would look cool enough as a bag with handles, that's the first place I would look because their <laughs> handles are just very stylish. They aren't like, Oh, you handmade your bag. They actually look a little bit stylish. So I really like their stuff. And that is Jewel Design. So thank you for sponsoring the episode. And you had one other thing that you wanted to talk about. Right? I do. I want to talk about blocking wires because I have been sitting on these, not literally sitting on the blocking <laughs> wires, but I have had these blocking wires in my possession to try for at least six months now. And just because I didn't block too much when it was cold, I I didn't do it. And so I finally, the weather warmed up and I blocked a few things and I gave these new to me blocking wires a try. They are from Lazada's Knitting Accessories. And she has several different sizes of wires and each you can you can get different formations of the kits. But the thing that is unique about her blocking wires is that they're flexible. So when they come to you, if you've ever seen the traditional blocking wires, and I've used Gales, mm -hmm. you Mine store them in a big, long tube Cardboard because they're tube. these very thin metal, metal pieces. Yeah, metal yeah long skinny sticks. wires that are fairly <laughs> wires, rigid. That's, yeah. Yes. But you can't bend them much. You can bend them a little bit, like you could bend some curves, but these are so different because they're totally flexible. So when I use these, I use them for, let's see, I use them for a sweater, and then I also use them where I found them most, most helpful was when I blocked my Nakahi shawl because you can, they're so flexible, like I said, they, they coil up. So you uncoil them and then they're straight, but you can really block along a curve. So those crescent, crescent shape shawls that I have blocked using the traditional straight wires, I would sometimes, I remember using the straight wires putting two or three of the wires in on, each on side, different probably. parts mm -hmm. of the shawls because though you can bend them a little bit, you can't bend them, let's say, along the entire crescent of a shawl. You can put a third of the shawl on one wire, a third of the shawl on another wire, and a third 
of the shawl on the other wire. But these, although they aren't quite long enough usually to do a whole shawl, but you can bend them. It was really unique. I would have used those to block my Ecuador sweater. Well, now That's you a can. giant circle, I think, because <laughs> oh, yes. that needs to be blocked out for, more. Yeah, mm -hmm. for a circle or a circle garment or a, a pie shawl, that kind of anything that's got a lot of curves. I think these are really worth checking out really unique I've never seen this is another product that I've never seen anything like this before yeah, I've heard of them but I've never seen them in real life they are it's almost like one of those memory coil bracelets in the yeah. package they're it's in yeah. a very small package that's how coiled onto each other they are versus they, they look like bracelets they're coiled yeah. up that small they could be bracelets and versus my um, blocking wires that are in the long skinny cardboard tube I have to find a special place to put them right because they don't just fit in any little nook or cranny like these right. ones would fit neatly into my little knitting accessories drawer right oh I know I have the notes here I used them I had a, a sweater I was blocking something that had a high low hem and I was able to use one wire to get the curve of the high low hem going from the front to the back which was really cool. Oh, your Bristol Ivy shawl. Yeah. I mean, your Bristol Ivy sweater. Yes. Can't remember I've, the name I've, of it. I can't. I don't have it written down. But it was really cool. Very unique. And I'm really happy to have tried these once again. I'm so apologetic to Astrid, who is on Ravelry, too. That's the other thing. If you read her Ravelry profile, she mentions that she's a knitter. She's a mom of two. She's on Ravelry. And you purchase these through Etsy, and I I did notice that through Etsy, it I think it said five dollars worldwide shipping, which seems really inexpensive. That seems like she's gonna lose reasonable. money when she sends I don't overseas. Know. <laughs> I don't know. That's risky. I don't know. So that's that's what it said, but it seemed really reasonable to me. And I did look at the Etsy listing, and there were close to two hundred ratings, and they had. 4.5 stars out of five. Sweet. Etsy. So I, I thought that that sounded really good. So I think I was probably not the only one who was pleasantly surprised by them. Yeah, I look forward to trying them. Yeah. So once again, those are the Lazada's knitting accessories, super flexible knitting blocking wire sets. And thank you very much to Astrid. And once again, I apologize for having not so literally sat on these for several months <laughs> and we forgot to mention that jewel designs is offering a discount a coupon code to oh, yeah. our listeners so if you are interested in trying out the jewel design products she's offering 10 percent off and the coupon code is yarniax 10 that's with the capital y through april 30th and we will have that in the show notes and in the ravelry group as well so you can take advantage of that and we have a winner for the knitlandia book so our last episode, we did the review of Knitlandia by Clara Parks. And if you have not yet gone out to read Charlene's review, I highly recommend it because it was really awesome. And we have a winner. We had 62 entries and the winner was number 30, who is... Sorry, I, I of course navigated away from the page. I had it all <laughs> open, ready to go. Just go back to who is. Yeah. Who is so run knit and real name is Suzanne from Newburgh, Indiana. So we will get in touch with you and figure out how to get that book sent to you because we don't have that in our possession. That will come from the publisher. So congratulations, Suzanne, on winning that book. It's Yay. super, it's a great read. It's yeah. very fun. And thank you to everybody who left cool comments in that yeah. thread for the winning. I that really was, was nice. enjoying reading through those. I enjoyed nice. reading through those too. Clara's book has recently made the New York Times bestseller list in the travel category. Woohoo! So Go Clara! That was interesting. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. I was so proud of her. So thank you to everybody who entered for that prize. And again, we will have a thread open to win a Matisse closure from Jewel Designs. We will announce that winner next episode when we announce all of the self-indulgent knit-along winners. Yeah. So keep on knitting and get those posted by March 20th. Three quick announcements. 
Yarniax t-shirts. This is kind of our last call. Oh, if that's right. you are interested in purchasing a Yarniax t-shirt, they are available for pre-order right now. We'll be closing the orders at the end of March and putting that order in and mailing out your shirts soon in April. Second, I will be at the Interweave Yarn Fest in Loveland, Colorado, March 31st through April 3rd, working with Kim in the Western Sky Knits booth. If you will be there, please don't hesitate to come up and say hi or get in contact with me before. Third, our Knockers Retreat is coming up April 15th through 17th. The retreat is full, but we do want to remind attendees to please check the Ravelry group for announcements and information. Yep, there's a lot of good update news in there. Yeah. And I just heard that the waitlist, we are in the middle of the waitlist now. So if you are on the waitlist, <laughs> don't despair. There have been people like our Robbie photo knit gal who had to drop out right. for various reasons. And Robbie, I hope you're feeling better. We think about you all the time, even though we haven't mentioned you on the podcast yet. <laughs> but people have had to drop out for various reasons, so you may have a chance if you're on the yes. waiting list, which is very exciting. Yes. And I think that's it for I this think episode. That is it. Okay, thank, thank you, you so listening. much for listening. And eh. thank especially thank you because like I said, my head was killing me. It feels much better now and recording is just always such a joy. It is. So thank you for listening. Have a great Happy day. Knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye.